Hi, hello. Welcome to Conversations Over. I'm Tyler. And I'm Garrett. And this week we're going to be having a conversation over video games. Right, we're going to talk about what our favorites are, what our least favorites are. Um, maybe talk about what you want. Like something we want a video game to be made based off of. Maybe some of our, our favorite nostalgic games. Not necessarily for gameplay, but just for the memories related. So I'm going to start this off with a question. What is what is your favorite game of all time? Oh, God. Uh, you're hitting really hard out the bat. Um, I don't know if I can tell you what my favorite game is so early. I think I'm going to have to do some thinking on it, I'll be honest. There's, there's you want to circle back contenders. to it? I mean, like, it's the first question, and you're going to want to, like, circle back already? Yeah, I think that, that'll be the perfect way to end it, is circle back on that first question you asked. All right. Bit of a Unless teaser game in, too. Um, I mean, we both know what my answer is. We we, we'll just, we can just bring it up later. It's fine. Okay. It's not going to be a surprise to you. Um, so, so what are some of your favorites? If you don't have number one, you probably have at least a list going, right? Yeah, there's um, quite a few games I'm fond of. Obviously, uh, you can't mention video games to anyone who was born after the year 1995 and not have them bring up Minecraft, because obviously Minecraft is... A work of art. Um, there's some games we grew up with that I really enjoyed. Star Wars Battlefront 2, the original one, not the Xbox One and PlayStation yeah. 4. Back on, uh, back on the PlayStation 2. Back on PlayStation 2. Um, some retro games, Gauntlet, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, that I really enjoyed. Really enjoy. Diablo. Yeah, I feel like Diablo is definitely... It's definitely up there. That's a fun one to play. It's all about the memories that I've made along the way. I mean, you can't get past a game like Halo Reach without me, at least, admitting to have loved it dearly as a kid and still loving it today. Yeah, I feel like while it's not on my list of favorite games, if we were doing a favorite Halos um, series, Reach would be on there for me. Top 7? I feel like it's... Top 7 video games? No, Top uh, 7 Halos. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are all... I mean, there's Halo 1, 2, 3, 3 ODST. You got Wars. Um, you got Wars 2, I think. Yep. There's another obscure one. You got Reach. You got Five. You got Spartan you got Assault coming out soon. That was the other obscure one that I forgot. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that is that all you uh, you had on your list? Uh, I mean, just looking in front of me at the video games I have pulled up. Like, I mean, there's games that have made a large impact on me. Uh, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2, to a much more limited extent, because, I mean, they fucked up a lot of stuff in that one, but it led to uh, a good video game mentality, I think, on my part. Obviously, there was the get good movement in video games, and I think that that's led to a challenge degree we wouldn't see otherwise. Yeah, I feel like... Um... If ever there was a game I wish I was better at, or spent more time playing, 
it would be Dark Souls. Not so much like Bloodborne. I'm not really into like the the lore of Bloodborne as much as Dark Souls. But I never I never really gave it a shot because I was bad at it. And I figured I was bad at it, I wouldn't get good at it, so I just just stopped playing. Fair enough. Which, I mean, that's a bad mentality to have, but I was much younger than You were, you were. Um I mean if we're moving on to my list, I know you didn't ask, but I'm kind of eager to share, I guess. Go ahead. Uh, some S-tier games, in my opinion. Obviously, Minecraft. It's gotta be up there. It revolutionized survival games, survival crafting games. I feel like it really brought them to the forefront. And it's just, it's so accessible and so moddable by the community. Um, I feel like Forza is on there, specifically Forza Horizon as a series. I don't really have a preference. Obviously, the, the newer ones have the better graphics and the newer cars, so I feel like it'll just always be the newest one that's on my list but it just it gives you a nice playground to have to go and drive and drift and race or whatever whereas like the actual forza series it's um it's more structured which has its ups and downs because obviously it actually teaches you quite a bit about the cars and like what different parts of the cars do like when you're upgrading and tuning or whatever which i think is really neat whereas if you had need for speed it doesn't have that aspect of it. It doesn't really teach you much of anything. Not at all. But if if you're playing Forza, it'll tell you, like, oh, this is this is what adjusting this will do, and like, if you change your gear ratios, here's how your car will respond. And I feel like that's a very cool side to have to it. And uh, also, the physics engine is much more realistic, especially in like the. Uh, the mainstream Forza, not necessarily the Horizon, because they want you to have more fun in Horizon. But you can really fine-tune the, the physics to your liking, which is very, very cool. And even in Horizon, um, you see that we, with its unrealistic physics, it still has the very gearhead tuning options and uh, customizations, the year difference in cars. The selection is insane. Yeah, just the just the the sheer number of cars to choose from. It's it's got something for everyone. If you want to drive like a a utility van or a pickup truck or a Maserati, right? It's just it's hard to look at that. It's hard to like racing games and car games and not like Forza. That's fair. And then of course there's good old classic. Um, if we end up talking about nostalgic games, this has got to be on the list. This is the first first game I remember ever playing, like, a lot of. Would have to be Tie the Tiger. What a great game, honestly. Um, I, I feel like it's a pretty obscure reference, right? Like, I feel like it wasn't a very mainstream game. So basically, you're, you're a tiger. You're a Tasmanian tiger. And you, you have boomerangs because you're Australian. And you can get, like, different types of boomerangs, like multi-rangs or, like, flamerangs. And it was just, it was a puzzle platformer. Um, but it just had that nice, fun little twist to it. And it was, like, it's one of the first games that I remember putting just hours and hours and hours into it. And yet we never figured out what the ending was. 
Yeah, I don't think I ever actually beat that game, which is a bad habit that I have. I never got close to beating it. But I feel like we were we were a little too young to actually understand like how to play the video game, and we just thought it was fun to play. I I will say I don't know if it was the best made game when it comes <laughs> down to it, because it was definitely hard to figure out what you were supposed to do, and I mean yeah. I ultimately never did. I feel like that's really fair, but it's just it just holds a special place in my heart. Um, also on my list would have to be Tony Hawk video games in general. Oh, for sure, Underground especially. So, yeah, Tony Hawk Underground. I think that's the. I think that might actually be the first video game that I ever played. Um, used to stay up late and get in trouble for playing it. It was <laughs> lots of fun. PlayStation Two days. Um were definitely influential in what it comes to what I like in a video game because obviously there was Tony Hawk Underground. And we grew up, we grew up in a PlayStation family. We didn't really start getting Xboxes until late in the 360 days. And I can remember like some of all the video game memories I have. All the first, at least, belong to PlayStation. First game I played was on a PlayStation 1. Um, the first M-rated game... I'm pretty sure you played the same game without warning. Without warning, it was a great game. It was a PlayStation 2 game, and <laughs> it does not live up to any any sort of review, any uh, any examination. It, it falls apart pretty quickly. But, I mean, as a child, it, it being my first M-rated game was quite the experience. Yeah, I feel like this is a bit of a tangent to go off of, but I feel like... Like, your first M-rated game, your first R-rated movie, I feel like those just hold special places in everyone's hearts. Like, I could tell you right now the first R-rated movie that I saw, right? Yeah, I could. It's uh, I Am Legend. Is that R-rated? Yeah. That might be the first R-rated movie I've seen as well, though. Especially to go and see it in theaters, too. Yeah, uh, gosh. No spoilers, but... If a movie's one. been out for more than ten years, it's not a spoiler. <laughs> Will Smith. Though, I firmly believe what that. What an actor! I love Will Smith. I like his kids too. Jaden, more than what's your name? Willow. Willow. Willow hasn't been in the news much. Also, he's got a second son. I forget his name, but everyone. Oh uh, yeah, the older one. Yeah, Trey. He's not famous. It could be Trey. Without looking it up, I couldn't tell you. Hmm. But for sure, uh, just to get back on track of video games, without warning, um, it was not a it was not a good game. It was a fun game. Um, no, it's terrible. I was not good at it, and I feel like it has a bit of a cult following to it. Like there are some people who are like, they're like, yeah, I remember that game. It was great. It was the best game ever played. Um, I'm not one of those people. I've never met sure any of those people. There's got to be someone out there who their favorite game is without warning. Um, I forget what you're, you're like part of a small operations team and you okay, change essentially what happens in without warning is a terrorist attack hence the name without warning and you're basically just a ragtag group of civilians who happen to be in the area you have like a mall security cop who has nothing but a pistol you have a, a former bomb defusal agent it's quite quite the interesting cast of characters 
But There's also a sniper in there somewhere. The trick is, as soon as you start to like one of them, you're forced to play as someone else. Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting concept. I don't feel like it would fly today. Not to mention the uh, the always running game clock that would eventually uh, possibly stop you from beating the game if you didn't do well enough in the first portions. Yeah, I don't think I was um, ever close to beating that. I certainly there was this, There was this one level where you were at like a power plant or like a water treatment facility and you had to go around and defuse a bunch of these different bombs. You had to like find them all and defuse them all. That was the farthest I ever got. Yeah, I think that was the farthest I made it as well. I, I feel like we just played on the, the yeah, same Yeah, I distinctly file, remember honestly. one of us telling the other that they couldn't beat it, and then the other one trying and also not being able to beat it. Yeah. It was, it was certainly... It was certainly a game. It was certainly a game. And for me, it's a very special game. Yeah. I'll never forget killing all those suicide bombers and getting jump scared by them. <laughs> so, uh, let's talk about some of our least favorite games that we've played. Gosh. Ooh, actually, no. Let's go back to my favorites list real quick okay. because I just, I just was just reminded of one because I've been watching lots of Legend of Korra lately. Um. It's a game, it's it's an indie game, it's called Indivisible, I think you played it as well. I did, yes. That is, by far, one of my favorite games that I've ever played. It doesn't quite take the cake for number one, but it might be my number two game, honestly. It's, I mean, it's really fun. I feel like indie games don't get enough credit. I think they're definitely starting to get more credit. But a lot of people see indie game as sort of a a crutch and a handicap on their ability to produce something that a a big name would be able to do on a budget. But I think we're finally seeing with Kickstarter and GoFundMe, like the ability of these indie designers to get their ideas out there and make really wonderful, really unique experiences instead of making, you know, like halo 7 or call of duty 98 or something yeah I, I definitely agree with you that people see indie game and they're like oh it's not going to be that fun but i feel like in the age of youtube and just the internet in general that's kind of gone away because there are lots of youtubers out there who just strictly play indie games or play like indie horror games specifically and so i feel like people are like wow these these smaller groups, these smaller companies can actually produce a really good game. Which is wonderful to see. Yeah. Any other addendums, I I, or are we getting on to worst games? Um, you know what? If I if I think of one, I'll just spit it out. But okay. I, I can't at in, at the at the moment. I can't think of anything, except of course my number one, which is staying hidden. Of course. So, what makes a video game bad? 
Um, at first I thought that was a rhetorical question that you were going to answer yourself like a professor would, and then I realized this is a conversation. This is a conversation. And you're asking my opinion. Um, and, and to like me, what makes a video game it. bad is a, a um, definite lack of structure, right? I feel like that's a big one. If you just feel like you're not going anywhere, or you feel like you're not being led in a certain direction, I feel like that would make a video game bad. But at the same time, overleading uh, makes a video game bad. Yes. Absolutely. Ooh, um, this has nothing to do with bad games. This is just another fun, like, top video game on my favorites list. The newest God of War. Oh, yes. It is wonderful. We can talk about, we can talk about that in a minute. Uh, back to being, back to bad video games. Um... Pay to play mechanics, especially if there's an online aspect to it. Awful. Just the worst. And I'm looking at a uh, specific company. Are you? Yeah, definitely. I can't imagine what company that is. It's two letters. So that's the only hint. I'm sure you. you'll tell me about it. I think you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone knows. They're it's they're getting better at it. Some of their newer stuff that they're releasing, they've straight away from that aspect of it um but just mentioning that that one thing that i think can ruin a video game i'll just go ahead and put one on my list the new star wars battlefront like when it was remade or whatever um i feel like that just it could have been so good and because of the fondness that i relate the name to because of playing battlefront 2 on the playstation I, just got, I personally got really excited for it, and then I played a few rounds of it, and the gameplay was okay, but it didn't have the two best game modes, of course being the hero fights, where you could play as like the Jedi and the Sith, and like the big big names. Which they did and, admittedly uh, add later. They did? Okay, I haven't played it since it, like the week it released, almost. And um, of course, Galactic Conquest. Which was far and removed the greatest aspect of that and almost any video game I've played since. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a part of. Like, just. It's not in any other game that I can think of. There was an obscure, uh, as obscure as it could be, Lord of the Rings video game that also released for PlayStation 2 that had a similar player versus enemy AI. Um, mechanics and battlefield situations uh, it was essentially battlefront but for lord of the rings so you could have your heroes of course or you could play as just an elf or a human and it was right it was really fun but i can't remember the name of it yeah i uh i know exactly what game you're talking about i don't think we owned that one i think it was one of our friends yeah i think uh our older brother the hidden brother of the podcast one of his friends had it and brought it over a few times. It was it was a fun game to play. I feel like Lord of the Rings has tons of video games, and uh, they're all decently fun to play. I would hesitate to make such a blanket statement. <laughs> <laughs> the ones, the ones that I have how played. Many there are. The ones that I've played, I've enjoyed. But I'm also, I'm big into the fantasy genre. So I feel like Which it's is just, why it's my cup of tea. Which is why your number one video game is what it is. 
Hey, no spoilers. <laughs> just a hint. Just a hint. Not a, not a spoiler. So back to I feel like bad video games. Right, as I was about to say before you really I'm sorry. me, I feel like it's hard to pinpoint from like a technical standpoint what makes a video game bad, right? Especially since neither of us have any game development skills or knowledge. It's hard to be like, oh, well, when they do this, like, I, but I feel like when you play a bad video game, you know it's you know a bad it, video yeah. game. So do you have any games, like newer games that you've played that you've just been like, ew, and you just got rid of? Um, there are, haven't been many games that <laughs> I've taken the, uh, the initiative to either download or purchase and then realized we're terrible. Um, just... Because the internet is what it is, it's pretty easy to get out into it and see if a game will be something you like or not. Um, as a whole, I think I've kind of strayed away from sports video games as I've, I've grown up because it's started to feel more and more like a rinse and repeat process. And I think part of that is just not caring about the sports in the game. Um, right. We used to play Madden a lot. I think Madden I could still be into. I couldn't see myself purchasing it every year. Uh, I've never been that into basketball. I certainly didn't enjoy playing it um, on my Xbox. Um, besides sports video games, uh, games that really feel like just money grabs, like you said. Um, EA the Battlefront sequels slash reboots um, really struck a nerve with me. I tried playing both of them and got rid of them pretty soon. But other than that, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I've installed and immediately deleted. Yeah, um, as far as like Madden goes, to me, that's one of the games that if I'm hanging out with a friend and they're like, hey, do you want to play Madden? I'd be like, yeah, sure. Like, I don't follow football religiously, but I would, I could still play it and have a good time with my friends. Yeah, it's fun to play once or twice, every once in a while. But it's definitely, like you said, not a game that I would go and buy, like every year that it comes out, because it's really just, it's kind of like Forza, right? Where it's the same game, just slightly different. Like the players on the teams are different, and they'll change aspects of like the my uh, career whatever mm -hmm. they'll just change little bits of it to keep people coming back and if that's if that's your thing cool it's just personally not what i'm into uh, one game that i can think of that i would consider to be a bad game that i would have considered to be a bad game when it first came out is no man's sky wow i feel like it definitely it definitely overpromised and underperformed saying like it was going to be multiplayer and it just had all of these things lined up and then when it first came out none of it was true that's fair um if i were to download it right now because i don't have it on my xbox anymore but if i were to download it right now and play it i know i would enjoy it because i've played it recently and i feel like it's gotten a lot better and in fact but it's it definitely just had a massive update not two days prior to us recording this podcast but it, it's definitely 
it's it was definitely a game that I can look at and be like, yeah, it's a bad game. While we're on the topic, I I think I think you're absolutely right. I think No Man's Sky missed every mark that it set for itself um, on release date, which was four or five, maybe six years ago now. But at the same time, I have to commend them for not abandoning it. We saw, to go back to Battlefront, the first Battlefront remake, everyone absolutely hated. And instead of sticking with it and fixing it, EA decided, whatever, it's bad, we'll make a new one. And that's not something... Gosh, I wish I... I'm going to actually look up No Man's Sky's developer because I want them to have this credit. One second. Yeah, uh, while you're looking that up, I'll just go on to say um, something that escaped my mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of lots of games that just feel like a carbon copy of another game. Um, like not, maybe not even just within the same series. Like I feel like some of the older Assassin's Creed games, as much as I love to play them. They weren't. They weren't as new or fresh other. as they could have been. Right, and I feel like that kind of could turn me off of a game like Rise, Son of Empires, or whatever, where you're a, a Roman gladiator in the fall of Rome. Um, it was fun enough to play, but I just feel like the story wasn't there. It wasn't compelling. No, it, didn't it quickly becomes play. a cinematic more than it is a game I think right and I feel like that's not a bad thing to have if the game is good enough right there are several games that are very cinematic in nature Um, Life is Strange is very cinematic some other indie games in that vein Um, Man of Me Dan and it's precursor what is it's precursor Until Dawn I think Until Dawn and there's a new one that's coming out soon. Are very cinematic, and that doesn't make for a bad game, but if there's no compelling plot, it certainly does. Just to get back to No yeah. Man's Sky real quick, it's Hello Games. I want to really commend them for sticking with that process, sticking with the project and not letting it die. And the yeah, I feel the like it would have been it would have been so easy after the latest update came out. Uh, he said he was he was proud of finally living up to those expectations that they set and i think that's really something to uh commend a sort of big name well they're becoming a big game a big name now but they were an indie studio when they started on really sticking to the community yeah i feel like it would have been so easy to be like oh you guys don't like the game okay cool we're done with it we'll make something else Right, but I feel like it was a real passion project, and they actually wanted to deliver on those promises that they made early on. And like you said, I would also commend them for just sticking with it through the whole thing. So well done, No Man's Sky. You did it right. Yeah, congrats. Big round of applause for you guys. We won't clap because it's terrible for audio, but you guys can clap at home. We would appreciate it if you did. Yeah. To our three listeners, please, please clap. clap. Scare those around you. Um, so what... 
what are some concepts or like maybe it's like a show or a, a book or something that you feel like should be a video game or could be a video game but it's not um that is a great question i think for a lot of uh fans of fantasy and role play the amount of dungeons and dragons that is not converted into something playable on a screen um or even a sort of service that would allow for you to not program but create in a digital world what happens in dungeons and dragons i think could do very well i think it's something i'd like to see personally i understand that it's a big tr- it's a big project and we've seen people try it with moderate success yeah i feel like that would definitely be an interesting concept to have someone be able to kind of dm right and they have a range of things that they can choose from and design these dungeons and then these players would use their characters and work their way through the dungeon i think that could be a really cool game but it would to be able to do it correctly would just be such a huge undertaking certainly what's strange is um sort of the closest thing we've seen from a a big name studio was resident evil actually when they briefly made that multiplayer sort of in between the remake of resi 3 and resi 4 oh yeah i remember i saw some people play that i never played it for myself but i which is interesting What about you? Yeah, but I feel like it's... uh, What are you wanting to see become a video game? Um, So actually, this is is an interesting question for me to answer because two of my answers is actually happening, right? So Harry Potter is finally getting a fully-fleshed, like, open-world game. Yes, congratulations to Warner Bros. on uh, doing um, that, finally. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. I may not agree with what J.K. Rowling says may all not. the time. Okay, guys, I definitely don't. I support trans rights completely. And she was awful for saying those things. That being said, uh, Harry Potter holds a special place in my life, and I'm just a, I'm a huge nerd for it. And it, it holds and, a special place in a lot of people's hearts. Right, and I feel like there's no shame in that, Like, right? Just because... The creator or something that you love came out and said something awful doesn't mean you have to hate that thing now you can you can separate the two um so that was definitely on my list i wanted to be able to be in that world and be like my own wizard and that's happening it's coming out next year i think it's the potential release date um another huge one is avatar and it's in the it's in the works, I think. Really? I read somewhere that they're developing a video game right now. I don't have any like information on it, but just having a video game set in that world, like where you're the avatar, I feel like is, is really cool. And that's something that I've wanted ever since the first time I watched uh, The Last Airbender. And especially now that I'm getting back into it, like I've watched, I've watched through The Last Airbender twice 
within the past year since I got it for Christmas. I watched through the whole thing twice, and now I'm starting my watch through for the first time, actually, of um, the Legend Korra. Because it's on Netflix, and I'm just mooching off with my friends so I can watch it. No shame in that. Uh, so, I honestly don't know if I have an ant, because those two are like... Um, okay, here's one. I feel like there is a game in the world. Certainly. But it needs... It needs to be made. Not, not the game. It's like, if this game never existed, I'd be a happier person for it. Um, but Aragon. Certainly. The game itself wasn't that bad. It was fun to play, and there was this weird thing you could do where you, like, turned your swords into basically lightsabers, and you could just dominate, My right? god, that game so fun. It was just, it was a fun game, but it was based more on the movie than it was the book. Unfortunately. And so... The movie just wasn't great. Or good. I'll say it. The movie was not good. <laughs> But I read through that entire series, and um, like I said, it's fantasy, so of course I was really into it. And I feel like there's not really a game that has you linked to a dragon. Well, of course not, because that's not a concept that is common. And I feel like it could it could be really cool if they uh, put some time into it, especially like on these modern. Um, like engines, they could they could make a good game out of it. Definitely, they could. Um, I think I might know, if not what my favorite video game is, at least what my favorite video game series is. Who actually, it's hard to say because. You know what? Let's take a let's take a brief detour. Let's talk okay. about how you feel about console exclusive games. Oh, like, um, just the first one that I thought of, which is strange, because we talked about Halo earlier, but the first one that popped into my mind was Spider-Man. Which is interesting, because we also talked about God of War. Which is also a PlayStation exclusive. But for some reason, just the Spider-Man-Sony pairing, I feel like... That could have its own episode entirely. Sony and Spider-Man. Um, I feel like it, from a business standpoint, it having that exclusivity is kind of what draws people to those specific consoles like diehard god of war fans are going to stick to playstations because they know they'll always have that game to go and play or like hardcore halo fans and they'll go the other direction well we can't even say that now because microsoft has agreed that from now on halo will also be on pc I guess I guess that is correct. It's not technically an exclusive if it's on PC. But I feel like it's needed, but also it kind of sucks. Because if you're not in a position to buy both, it makes you choose. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing stopping someone from being a Halo fan and a God of War fan. And in fact, I now, enjoy both. Yeah, exactly. That's why I chose it, because I know personally I really enjoy both of them. So that's why it just it kind of sucks. But like at the same time I get it. Personally, um, I think in a field 
in a market dominated by AAA, Industry, uh, Activision, Bungie, Bethesda, not anymore, uh, Ubisoft, (laughs) EA. I think these people have no excuse to create um, a console exclusive. I think it, it, it makes a weird sort of gatekeeping of the console, which I don't appreciate. I understand yeah. if you're a small indie studio, like back to No Man's Sky even, uh, the initial launch date for PlayStation and PC was 2016, and then they eventually ported it out over to Xbox One in 2018, and I can see that the work of coding it specifically for the other console is a lot to ask of a small industry or a small studio, but as a whole, I, I think I think it's about time console exclusives died. Yeah, and I feel like like what Norman, No Man's I have to call it Norman Sky, mm. but that's nobody would understand that. I feel like what they did where they launched it earlier for PlayStation and then they shifted. I feel like you could do that if Sony or Microsoft wanted to reach out and offered you a deal to be like, hey, let's make this Xbox exclusive for a year or whatever. Right. They would still have that draw, but they're also not forcing people to choose. And I feel like it's not as big a deal as it used to be, right? Because we're about to see the lowest release date price for a console that we've ever seen. For well, like a next generation for inflation and right yeah of, of course of course and, and like especially for like a big name right the xbox series s just a starting price of 300 i think yeah it's unbelievable i mean it's not the lowest because that is the same price as the switch but for for everything it's toting for the next gen capability in quotations of 4k i think or 1080p um, it might be in 60 FPS for what it's promising. That is unheard of. But I feel like I would love to play Spider-Man on my Xbox. Yeah, of course. Why, why wouldn't you? I'm super excited for God of War, Ragnarok. I'm super excited for Spider-Man. Miles Morales. Um, I'm I'm actually more excited than I probably should be for Halo Infinite. I know they just pushed it back, but so with just what some of the things that they're promising, I'm really looking forward to it again. I think those are the only exclusives that I'm looking forward to, and those are the only ones I can think of offhand that are important um one thing however to mention is weirdly exclusive gifts and or incentives within games that are not exclusive um we saw it with destiny um after it became cross-platform playstation players were receiving rewards and we saw it recently with Marvel's Avengers. Spider-Man is a playable character only on PlayStation. Um, I have... Obviously, I've not played the game. 
Well, I mean, it's not obvious, but I have not. You can take my word for mm-hmm. it. I've not played the game yet, but I've heard nothing but awful things about it, which is really disappointing. But you hear awful things about a lot of video games that I feel like you can only agree with the critic for so long. Especially, I think the appeal for me for uh, Marvel's Avengers is local multiplayer. Like, the idea that for Christmas we can all sit around the TV and play a game together kind of outweighs whatever uh, reviewer who played it by themselves had to say. Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying I won't give it a, sh- a shot. I'm just saying I- I've I've not heard great things about it, and that doesn't mean, one, they could obviously fix some of the issues that people have with it. Two, they, the people that have issues with it could just be, like, nitpicking, right? As long as it's a fun game to play, when it comes down to it, that's all that I really care about, personally. Which is why it's so hard for us to name bad games, per se. Right. Because, I mean, you could point at a game and say, oh, the graphics were terrible, it controlled like a brick, and the, the concepts were outdated. And I would say, yes, that's all fun and fair, but the gun makes a pee-pee sound that I really enjoy. Yeah, that's uh, that's a hundred percent accurate, honestly. Okay, so oh, I forgot what a I was little say. bit about favorite games. We've talked about what makes bad games, paywalls, um, exclusives. Do you want to touch a little bit more on nostalgic games before we get into favorites? Yeah. So I was actually I was going to ask you, um, what are some games that are just like hardcore nostalgia triggers for you? And then I was going to ask you what some of your favorite series were. So this is a great time for you to ask this question because I actually, Katie and I, uh, watched a little bit of Sonic last night. We were There was an outdoor movie we went to, and it just got me thinking about all these old video games we used to play and we used to have. And some of my earliest memories uh, with our dad are definitely some of these video games like Midway Arcade Collections um gauntlet for instance i don't know why that the sound the door of the key it's just it holds a special place in my heart and it always will um arcade cabinets also uh you'll remember this certainly the uh the sandwich Ninja turtle that we used to go to after getting italian ice in virginia do you know what arcade cabinet they had they had a Pac-Man arcade cabinet. A Miss Pac-Man. A Miss Pac-Man. Cabinet. Yeah. I just I love that machine, and I I always. the subway will. stop. It was good. It was like the sandwiches. There was good sandwiches. They were good. Just good all the time after baseball. Oh, you're getting me kind of nostalgic right now, actually. <laughs> it's weird for me. Um, so obviously, like you said, the the Midway arcade collection. One and two. One and two. Those were super fun to play. And so I, I was never big into like cabinet gaming. I like, and we never really went to arcades. Kept like Chuck E. Cheese, which doesn't really count. Wait. But the most nostalgic video game of all time we played at Chuck E. Cheese. The Teenage yeah, Mutant Ninja Turtle yeah, oh, arcade absolutely. cabinet. Yeah, if you uh, if you check the audio, I mentioned that like when you were asking when you first said cabinet, that was the first one that I mentioned. 
That was um, the most nostalgic game ever, and that was that Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And I don't remember the gameplay very much. I just remember one time. I used to go for my birthday a lot. Uh, one time we went, and it was broken. I was so sad. And um, we couldn't play it. But, like, our, our coin got stuck when, when we went to to try and play it. And it didn't accept it because it got jammed. And so our dad comes over, and he, like, he does some finagling, and he gets the coin out. And then another coin comes out, and then another coin, and another coin, and another coin. And we have, like, ten coins that had been jammed into this machine. Oh, it was more than ten. It oh, was probably okay, 20 well. or 30 coins that just kind of rolled out of it. Um, and is that illegal? Kind of. <laughs> I mean, like, probably, right? But I, I would like to point out, as children, um, we didn't know any better. And St as good citizens, is far past we it. gave most of those tokens to a small boy who ran out and was very sad. Yeah, we, def we definitely shared, but also I'm not worried about like the illegality of it because statute of limit limitations is mm -hmm. far gone for it. And uh, as a lawyer, I know all about that. Of course. Um, Do you know how much uh, jail time you can get for impersonating a federal officer, which would include a uh, district attorney? All right, well, I didn't say I was a district attorney. I said I was a lawyer. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. As Touché. long as you don't practice, no one can come after you for that. Yeah, they won't know if I passed the bar or not. Mm -hmm. um, as far like nostalgic games for me, uh, there was. It's one of the older uh, Tomb Raider games. It's not so old that like everything was like polygonal, but it was close. It was Xbox it was 360 of, Tomb Raider. It was an early, early Xbox 360 Tomb Raider game, and for some reason, like. I still I still love the Tomb Raider series. That's on my that's on my series list of favorites. But for some reason, that's just a super nostalgic game for me. I'm trying to think of. It was Tomb Raider Anniversary. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Ugh, what a fun! And there were dinosaurs in it for no reason. Also an M-rated game. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh no no sorry I'm looking at the wrong Tomb Raider now. There was another one for 360 that was rated M. Um, anniversary, however, was only rated T. Okay, yeah. Our parents were pretty strict on uh, playing M-rated games. Which is why look Without Warning stands so far out in my memory. Yeah, I don't know if our mom knew that we played that at the time. Certainly not. I mean, almost, almost certainly not. I'm trying to think of some other classic nostalgia games for you. Uh, Spider-Man Friend or Foe. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, Game Boy games in general. So nostalgic. The yeah, that was the first Ninja racing Turtles, game I played. Or not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, Teen Titans. Game yes. Game. Um, obviously, the Pokemons. And just some obscure ones. There was the Hobbit one that was so hard. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the games that I'm like, oh, that was such a hard game to play. If I like, if I played it now, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> it's easy. So, but just at the time, that um, that idea, I actually found 
my Game Boy and the Hobbit cartridge a year or two years ago, it's still super hard. It's still it's still hard. If anything, it's harder now that I don't remember the little bit that I learned as a kid. Right. So it, it does not get easier with time. It doesn't get... Oh, okay. Oh, I feel like there's um, some games like that. Another super hard Game Boy game, the Van Helsing game. We never saw the movie, yes. but we got the cartridge. I've seen the the remake of it. Have you? I have. There's someone famous that plays Van Helsing. Hugh Jackman. It is Hugh Jackman. Okay, I was going to say that, but I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to be incorrect. Mm. It's my biggest fear as a lawyer, being mm-hmm. wrong. Um, I, I've got a nostalgic game for you, and I don't even know if I would count this as a video game. But I mean, we put we played it on the TV, so it it has to be. But it's not a console game. It was it was independent, a hundred percent. The Spider Man plug and play. Yeah, I absolutely knew you were gonna say the Spider Man plug and play. Um, first of all, I love that game. Everything it about was it so good, so much fun. Uh, there's just something so nostalgic about it, and like we could play it in the car too because it mm-hmm. just had that that simple. Oh, I forget what the chords are called because AV I'm not cords. an electrical engineer. Well, I mean, of course, it was an audiovisual cord, but there was a specific name for it with the colors. I can but tell you right now because I think my TV has a connection for it. Mine does too, but I'd have to like stand up and look at it. No, it just says AV on my TV. Oh, okay, watch well, this audiovisual, and that's. Not, I know, but I, I think mean, that might be what they're classified as is AV cables. But certainly, I know what you're talking about. Um, other plug-in plays that I remember. The SpongeBob um, one. The Nickelodeon one. It had that skateboarding show that I don't remember watching, but I remember playing the plug and play on it. And the SpongeBob one had the board game that we used to play all the time in the car. But my personal favorite was the Power Rangers plug and play. Specifically, it was Power Rangers PD. Power Rangers will always have a special place in my heart, and I think it's because of that plug-and-play. Absolutely it is. I still haven't seen the newest movie, and I'm kind of upset about it. But it's very entertaining. That's a whole, that's a whole, I think it's whole on Amazon podcast. Prime. No way. I believe that's where I watched it. It was on Amazon Prime. I'll have to look into that. I'll, maybe I'll get my friends to watch it with me. Okay, so are you ready to finally reveal... What your favorite no, game I feel is. like I feel like we should do a little bit of a teaser for it and just talk about our favorite game series. Okay. So my favorite game series, um, to date, I am going to I'm going to play out a, a few hints and I'm going to see if you can guess what it is before okay. I tell you. So I'm a big fan of open world platformers. Uh, the series really hits the mark. It's only got three entries so far, but a fourth one is coming out soon. And I've always been a fan of superhero video games. So this uh, it's, it wins almost, almost easily. I would say Halo, obviously, because it's so pinnacle in what our childhood was, uh, is a pretty close second still. But do you know what my favorite video game series is? Said superhero, which makes me automatically think Spider-Man. 
And that, I mean, that kind of holds true if you think about The Amazing Spider-Man. It had two installments for video games back when it was Andrew Garfield. And then the newer one came out for the PS4. And Miles Morales is releasing soon. But I don't know if that's correct. That is incorrect. Um, here's one more hint, and then I'll just tell you okay. what it is. Okay. I didn't play the first one originally. I only got it when it re-released uh, on the remaster for Xbox One. And I beat the third installment in two days. Oh, it is... Um, it's the Batman Arkham series. It is the Batman Arkham series. There's a new one coming out. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, so I thought of it when you mentioned Warner Bros. finally putting out that Harry Potter game. I need you to watch this trailer because essentially I need you to play this game with me. Um, So the Arkham series, if you don't know, spoilers ahead, of course, um, starts with Arkham Asylum, goes into, I want to say it's Arkham City. I want to get the names right, so I'm going to triple check this. So I don't get the names. Yeah, isn't it Asylum City and Origins? Yeah, so it goes from Asylum to City and then Origins came out. Um, wow, it was, or no, not Origins, it's called Arkham Knight. See, I told you I didn't want to get the names wrong. Um, so wait, what is Arkham Origins? I swear it's a thing. No, I think you're thinking of Wolverine Origins. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shitty game. I'll say it. <laughs> no, Arkham Origins definitely exists. Yeah, no, it's a thing. I can... I'll look it up right now. That might have been... That is the name of the second one. So it's Arkham Asylum, Arkham Origins, and then uh, Arkham Knight came out in 2015 and allegedly was the end of the series until recently they decided to make a fourth installment, um, which I think they've released a name for. I'm going to get it right, because obviously we just got those wrong. Hmm, it might not. No, that's, there's, therein lies the rub. Oh, there are four of them. There are four of them. (laughs) (laughs) So we were correct. We just, we missed... I guess you. I. I don't know. I don't know what so happened. There's a misconnect four. there. Yes. I don't know what the problem. I think the problem is I had an Arkham Origin Cities, like combined case. Maybe, I've certainly played them all, but the fifth one coming out uh, was newly announced, and has a a wonderful trailer, where you get to see that instead of focusing on Batman, four former Robins take the spotlight and it is allegedly multiplayer okay so i mean i assume we're gonna have nightwing yes uh is red hood is that one of them yes um those are the only two that i know of honestly i'm not big into like Robin is one of my favorite characters, don't get me wrong, but I'm just not big into the DC side of things.
So you were correct. It is Nightwing and um, Red Hood. I believe Red Robin, who is Tim Drake, grown up, and Batgirl. Barbara Gordon that's in- are the other playable characters as of now. That's interesting. I, I it is possible need to... to see more added, much in the way we saw Marvel's Avengers kind of flesh out as it went through production. But I'm very excited for that. That might be my most anticipated game uh, releasing soon. I'll, I'll definitely need to look into that because that sounds that sounds pretty intriguing. And as far as uh, most anticipated game, I feel like that's that's a question that we didn't really touch on that we could briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been excited for video games in a minute. Like I haven't been like following them. There haven't been any like big name drops that I was like really pumped for. But now, um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is definitely up on the list, as is God of War Ragnarok, and Hogwarts Legacy. Those are all games that I'm highly, highly anticipating. And if I had to pick one favorite game series, I definitely have two. And they're pretty, they're kind of similar. So for this one, right, it's open world, which I love. It just allows me to, to have some sense of freedom Mm-hmm. Uh, parkour is a huge aspect in it obviously um, and so is stealth right I feel like it's very obvious what this game is be- just because you know me if anyone else that didn't know me was trying to guess I just described almost every game series mm-hmm. but it is of course is this pause for me to guess whether or not the answer yeah, is like Assassin's you- Creed yeah, it's definitely Assassin's Creed. Do you know what the other one is? Without any hints. Your favorite game of all time? No, 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 no. Not yet, not yet. My other favorite game series. Mm. I mention it all the time. It, if it's not Forza, I don't know what it is. Ooh, it is Tomb Raider. Oh, oh, I guess that doesn't count, because you did mention that earlier. Oh, yeah. Well... <laughs> Then you should have guessed it. You have no reason not That's to. That's a fair point, except you told me that you hadn't mentioned it as a series. Alright, well yeah, Tomb Raider and Assassin's Creed. Um, Uncharted is also on the Uncharted list. Uncharted is a great series. But, to end this off, we're getting we're getting close to that time. What, what is just your favorite... favorite game of all time? My favorite game of all time... Um, I had to consider only single-player experiences here. Uh, to this day, my favorite video game is Sony's PlayStation 4 Spider-Man. That's a pretty solid answer. I feel I feel like that's a, it's a super fun game to play. They really nailed the feeling of being Spider-Man. Which is excellent. It's something no game... I mean, there's like PlayStation 1 games of spider-man that felt as close to that as you could get and everyone was wanting for that to come back and it finally has and it's playstation 4 
the storytelling is excellent. The world is fun to move around in. The character plays well. It's not too hard unless you want it to be. I kind of want to play some some Modern Warfare after this. None of the Call of Duties made my top list, but they're all fun to play. As far as Call of Duty is concerned, the Modern Warfare series is my favorite, though. Um, I was very excited when they released a new one, and I'm actually looking forward to Black Black Ops Cold War as well. I don't think I'll be finishing out this podcast on my own, but just in case I am. Um, it, so it looks like I am going to finish this on my own, just as I was saying that a text came through. So, like he said, his favorite game of all time is Spider-Man, and um, we were talking about that. It's a fun game. That's all you need to know. It's really great. I highly recommend it. Uh, my favorite game of all time is Skyrim. Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. I'm excited for Elder Scrolls VI. Don't get me wrong. I'm kind of afraid I won't live up to the legacy that Skyrim is. Good old Todd Howard. He made as much money off it as he could, and he just sold it one last time for seven and a half billion dollars um but i've i've made no less than 15 different characters on that game i've i've put months worth of gameplay into it at least it's hard to check my exact stats because moving like consoles i've played it on like three different xbox 360s and i played it on my xbox one and so it's impossible to look at all my stats but it's it's just it's so replayable and it's so fun and especially now that you can put mods on it on console uh it's just it's endless endless amounts of fun and obviously it's not a perfect game it's actually a very broken game but it's it's just it's so fun just the vastness of the world and just being able to just go and kill dragons whenever you want to and the fact that you're always somehow the chosen one, no matter what you're doing, I feel like there's a flaw in that system. But with that being said, I mean, who doesn't want to be a master thief and a master assassin and the archmage and a werewolf? Never a vampire. Don't, don't fall into that trap. But... Favorite game of all time, it's gotta be Skyrim. It always will be. I don't think anything can dethrone it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Elder Scrolls 6 just blows me away. But that being said, it uh, looks like I'm doing the outro by myself. I don't know if he's gonna put his own audio in there. We're we're like excommunicado right now. I don't I don't have any idea what's going on, on his end. Um it was great talking to you guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed. Hope you're entertained. Let us know in the comments what some of your favorite games are. Uh, tell us how wrong we are about what games we enjoyed. And just really personally attack our opinions because I feel like that's what's going to happen. Um, uh, we'll talk to you guys on the next podcast.